1: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Baltimore native Tony Harris hosts The Proof Is Out There Friday nights on the History Channel. I spoke to Harris about growing up in Baltimore and rooting on the Orioles and the Colts before reaching the heights of CNN and Entertainment Tonight. Hey, Tony Harris, hey, thank you so much for joining us on WTOP.
0: Jason, I uh, I'm back in the Mid Atlantic, so yes, it's always a good morning when I can come back close to home. <laughs> I'm good
1: to be with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, people around here will will definitely um, recognize <laughs> you from many many years on oh, yeah. on, on radio and
0: television and radio. Yes, yes.
1: Everything, and we, well, we can go into maybe some some of your hometown <laughs> memories in, in a minute, but let's let's start with the reason we're here. So you're you're hosting an original series on the History Channel called the. Pre- proof is out there. So, uh what, what how long's the show been going on? Like how far into the run are we?
0: So, Jason, this is our second season, right? And I'm happy to say that we've got, you know, a nice chunk of the third season in the can. So, you know, I I, I I'm just thankful that you know, the audience, uh, the History Channel audience that loves this space, we've been able to find another show that, you know, that that's got them interested and engaged. And so, season 2 is on the air right now. Um season 3 at least part of it is in the can and and I can't thank folks enough for finding us first of all you know it's it's really hard as you know in this business to find a concept a, a different concept a twist on a concept that'll actually engage folks and you know the folks over at history really know their audience they found another avenue into the space of anomalies and UFOs and UAPs and and uh we've got a successful show so i I feel like in many ways i'm i'm along for the ride and and it's been a great ride so far
1: yeah you said it's you got it's it's always tricky to find a a, a new cool twist on a concept so tell us tell us the concept tell us the basic premise of the proof is out there
0: so jason take me out of the equation let's just talk about that that the concept of the show because i think that's the brilliance of it um we're a show that essentially is crowdsourced right (laughs) and in the life of our show, we've gone from not having much material because we we wanted folks to get engaged. We didn't know if they would engage. So we leaned heavily on Bigfoot and Sasquatch and and the Loch Ness Monster to to, to fuel the, the early episodes of the show. At the end of the show, there was this call to action for folks to keep those cameras rolling. Everyone's got a cell phone. We've got six, seven, eight billion people on the planet. Most have a cell phone. And we just encourage them to to point their cell phones to the skies, to the seas, uh, anything they see on land, and and if they find it interesting and curious, to send it in. So that that's one of the conceits of the show, right? The the other is that we've got a, a panel of experts. Uh, we're talking about theoretical physicists, uh, audio and video forensic analysts who take a look at the material and 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 come to decisions as to whether it's a real not. Fake, not a hoax, because there's a lot of that going on. And then they render a verdict. Um, and, and you know, that's the other piece of the show that I think separates us from a lot of the other shows in the space is that we get material, we take a look at it, we turn it over to the experts, I get to ask my questions, the, the team gets to ask its questions of producers, associate producers, executives get to ask questions of the experts hey, why do you see this that way, right? And then we render a verdict. Um, and, you know, in, in, in most cases, I like to think that our track record is really good, right? I don't know what the Vegas odds are on us. But <laughs> but, but I think for the most part, our track record is really good. And, and when we don't know, the other piece of the show is that we claim it. We own it. Hey, we don't know what the hell this is, um, <laughs> but we're going to keep looking at it. So I think those are the twists in the concept that, that really resonate with folks and whenever you can get folks in, engaged in some kind of debate over something you know you're not boring them and, and our, our first job is well to do no harm and the second is to engage people in debate so i think we're checking most of the boxes
1: yeah i love the i the crowdsource just concept it's it's like it's like you know america's funniest home video except we're not That's turning right. in our funny videos we're turning in these videos where we're a little weirded out creeped out mysterious wait what's going what did i just see in the sky or whatever things, <laughs>
0: things under the bed things that go bump in the night you know right. I, in the time that i've been doing the show i will tell you that I'm taking a lot more late night, early morning walks, looking <laughs> through the skies. All right. Just as a byproduct of doing this show.
1: <laughs> have you have in doing that? Have you ever been tempted to send in your own footage?
0: Have you seen? No, <laughs> not at this point. I, I got to tell you, because that's one of the things that's, that's, that's kind of interesting about them deciding that they wanted to work with a journalist on this show, you know, because I've, I've got a you know, pretty wide brim, skeptical hat that I throw on, right? We we have to as journalists. And so, you know, that's part of our training. It's 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 our curiosity. And then our curiosity leads us down the road of our training in journalism. And, you know, we're always asking the next question. Sometimes that gets us in trouble, but that's what we do. And and I told them straight up, look, I haven't had one of these experiences. I, I understand. I mean, I, I come from a pretty big family. And, you know, th- there have been times when we've had, what we consider to be the weird uncle who was seeing things. And, you know, we were like, okay, uncle Charlie's having visions again. Let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let's be kind to him. Let's get him back to the basement out to the garage as easily and as quickly as possible without hurting his feelings too much. And we'll slide his meals under the door. Right. So, so that, that's been, that's been where we've lived in this space for a lot of years, right. Where people thought that, that folks who engaged in, in these kind of conversations and recorded contact with with beings and entities that they couldn't you know they couldn't describe really and we thought of them as as outliers and we marginalized them but we've come so far from those days to where we are now and and I'm looking forward to a day where maybe I have something that I can talk about as a personal experience on the show. But to this point, it hasn't happened. And, you know, and even if it did, I'd be so skeptical of it. I probably would want to run it through the ringer like a hundred times before I said anything about it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, do you, do you, in, you know, when you decide, I'm sure you get all these videos and, you know, you, you and your, your team, the producers narrow it down, decide mm-hmm. which ones you're going to put in, you know, in each episode. Um, do you then interview the people that sent in the footage? And yes. it, Okay. Okay.
0: It's all of that, Jason. It, it is all of that. So, you know, what, what I like about our process is, okay, you've heard me talk about, you know, the concept and how the concept of the show is the real, the formatting of the show is the real magic of the show. You know, the other thing that we get to do with this, this is the History Channel. So we get all of these clips in, you know, and we, 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 we sort them out, right? And we put them in piles. And, you know, what we want, an ideal clip for us is something that someone has captured that has its own story, right? And for that story, we go to the source, we go to the person who recorded that video. So we go to the source, we get that story, and then we add storytelling layers on top of that. If the video has some, some ties to events in history, right? So you can capture, military pilots maybe capturing cigar-shaped orbs, right? Oh my goodness, the History Channel can live for days on that because there are so many videos back through history and so many stories of cigar shaped orbs, right? So right. now we have added that extra layer of storytelling. There's the story from the person who captured the video. There is the historical significance of that and how it dates back so that we can timestamp it. And then we turn it over to the experts for their story of their interpretation of what this means. And then we come to a verdict. So that's an ideal process for us in terms of getting a clip that rises to the level that it ends up on the show
1: wow that's super
0: super cool it's fun right it's fun yeah it's, it's really, it's really fun. Cool to working on this yeah
1: yeah and, and like you're saying with the history channel um you know the the ethos there the credibility yeah. there not to mention your own from your own journalism career and you bring in all the experts it, it adds another layer the, of uh you know seriousness that's
0: yeah, it yeah. that's it that's it jason Absolutely, awesome.
1: Well, uh, I know our local listeners would love, you know, let's hit the hometown angle really, really quick. <laughs> I know you were you were born in in what Baltimore, but yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So grew up in Baltimore, um, uh, graduated, went to the Douglas Senior High School and Lamel Middle School, and you know, and a Baltimore City kid through and through. Uh, my first real experience with with DC was when I broke into the business as a, a radio guy, right. So I was working for the old, uh, I guess it was the old OK 100 in D.C., right? And 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 then that was bought out and bought again and bought again. But yeah, I started in radio in Baltimore for what was WLPL and WSID. I was 18, 19 years old. I was doing an oldies format where I didn't really understand and and know the, the, the histories of the music that I was playing or the artists that I was playing at the time, right? But I'm faking it until I make it, right? <laughs> and then moved over to, to D.C. to do an, an urban, one of the early... Urban radio formats, and 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 just you know, look, it's forty minutes down the road. So I was in D.C. all the time, and then tell us how you went into to TV there. I knew from my earliest days in Baltimore, and watching some real heroes, and you know, uh, Sue Simmons, the great Sue Simmons, who I think spent some time in D.C. and certainly in Baltimore, and and then she went on to New York, and then Oprah Winfrey um, had a stop in Baltimore as well. So there were amazing people in Baltimore who I was able to watch and. You know, there was a taxi cab driver who did a show uh, in Baltimore. And I said, wow, I, I can't do what Sue does. I can't do what Oprah is doing, but I, I think I can do what that guy is doing. And I, and that was the thing that the inspiration to move into television. And I got really lucky. I, I moved to Cleveland uh, to continue the career. You know how we are in this business. We're nomads. I moved to Cleveland and, and that's where I broke into to television, essentially on a television show, an old format called Evening Magazine. And um, I was just telling people what was happening in their wonderful city for the weekend and how they could get out and have a great time uh, over the weekend. And that's how it started for me. And, you know, the moves came quickly after that. Um, I I, kind of kid myself just to sort of pat myself on the back when things get a little, you know, dicey in this crazy career that we're in that, you know, I, I, I have lived a kind of career that. Would make me a low first round draft choice, but definitely a first round draft choice. There's the radio, there's the television. There's been great jobs in television, obviously, with entertainment tonight. And, you know, I worked on a magazine show in Los Angeles during the magazine show, Glut, which was a wonderful time. Josh Mankiewicz was a colleague of mine. He's now sort of one of the stalwarts at at Dateline NBC. Um, Not to
1: mention uh, related Ben Mankiewicz, too, right? It that's t- right. That,
0: the, the great Ben Mankiewicz, right? Right. <laughs> and then, yeah, obviously, everyone knows. Uh, if you know me at all, you probably know the run at CNN. It was a, it was a terrific six-year run run at cnn uh which i which i loved and enjoyed and then you know i've got kind of a signature true crime show out there that's available online on one of the platforms i don't know which ones but um scene of the crime with tony harris so i i've just had a really wonderful diverse career and couldn't be more happy to be working with the the history channel the the good folks at a&e and looking forward to doing more projects with them
1: Awesome! Yeah, it is quite a run. I would say, uh, you know, a, a first round draft choice, maybe lower, <laughs> but you're definitely you make the first round. Low <laughs> <laughs> first round, I love it. Well, hey, speaking of which, do you uh, you, you just made a sports analogy? Uh, do, yep. you, do you carry your Baltimore or DC ties? Was was it Orioles baseball? Was it Washington? Oh, Florida,
0: uh, thank you for that question. I love talking about that. I, I love talking about the sports and, and the teams of my life. So I, I was not much of. I was a. I was an Orioles kid. Let me make that perfectly clear. I was in, and if you're asking me, my favorite Oriole of all time, it was the late great Paul Blair, the center fielder for the mm-hmm. Orioles. You're talking but to an important. Orioles
1: fan right here, so we're good. You know what I'm talking about. I then, was a so. Cal Ripken
0: kid, so yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where we are in eras, right?
1: I'm yep. a much older man than
0: you. <laughs> I was, uh, let me tell you about Boog pal. <laughs> let me tell you about Boog. Right. right? I'm I'm Boog. I'm Brooks. I'm Frank. You know, I'm Palmer, Cuellar, McNally, right? I know Adopson I'm always leaving out Dobson. I shouldn't do that. But no, uh, I was Weaver, Yeah. Yes, yes. And I was a junior Oriole uh, as a kid. My mom turned me on the baseball, and 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 I I can't watch the regular season, but I love postseason baseball. uh I was a I was a burt Jones fan, right? And those Lydell Mitchell those those Colts teams I really loved. But I gotta tell you, at the end of the day, I'm a Ravens and Raiders fan.
1: Ah, how does I that work know. out? Not, not to tangent it know. too much, but okay, so Ravens make sense because the Colts leave and yes. you adopt the Ravens. But how, how, where where did the Raiders come into it?
0: Goes to the post. I love the rebellious spirit of of those Raiders teams, the Alzado teams. I just love the color scheme. I just loved everything about the imaging and the packaging. And the marketing and the and Al Davis, everything about the Raiders. I just I don't know if it had something to do with me being an inner city kid, and they were like they felt like the inner city football team to me. They just felt I, I just had an affinity for them, and it's it's been really talk about the barren years of being a Raiders fan. <laughs> Yeah, well,
1: I, I feel gone. you. I feel gone. you because I grew up before there was the Ravens. In between, so but I was, a I, Lamar, was a, I was, I was a, a Joe. Well, when what, what I'm saying I was a Joe Gibbs, you know, Washington fan. So you're Marcus Allen Raiders. You know, they they oh, this in that oh. Super Bowl. So
0: oh, and and you know, sorry for what happened to Bo, and and would have loved to have seen what his career turned into. Uh, yeah, rest I, in
1: peace, John Madden. Man, there's been a lot of tie-ins here.
0: A lot of tie-ins. A lot of tie-ins. So you know, it was, it's always been Raiders. It's been, uh, I did some radio work for the Ravens for a while there when they made the move from Cleveland um, to Baltimore. And so, you know, I've got a special affinity for those early teams in particular of the Ravens. Uh, I got to know a lot of those guys, Ogden and, and Ray and so um it'll always be you know, always be a Ravens fan. I you know, I don't know when we air this, but they just had a a big win over Tom Brady in the Bucks, and let's hope they can continue the winning ways there and for for the for the love of God, pay Lamar, pay him <laughs> Lord, have mercy right Lamar Jackson. it's all monopoly money anyway, just pay the man. <laughs>
1: Exactly. The proof is out there. It's on footage that you should. That's pay. That's it. That's it. <laughs> the game tape is out there. there. That's my best attempt to bring it back around because.
0: <laughs> that was wonderful. Well done, man. You found the segue. That was difficult to do. Masterful <laughs> handled by you, Jason. But yeah, yeah,
1: but yeah, just bringing it full full circle. Um, because yeah. I know you. You know, you mentioned you. You know, you've you've done some of the other shows like you know Scene of the Crime and I guess Hate in America ID yeah. Limited Series, the murder of George Floyd. That. Yeah. And, and I mean that's way more serious than what we're talking yeah. about. But but this concept that ties you know the through line is we all we all have these cell phone cameras now, and and you know it can capture and bring to light uh, oh. things like George Floyd on one hand, or yes. in this or in this uh, in the show you're doing here, it, it can help or us. the capture- megalodon.
0: Yeah, exa- the, yeah,
1: exactly. Or the Megalodon. So just I guess uh, I'm trying to look, tie it all together in like a big picture question yeah. here at the end of uh, how how this whole new age we live in. Um, it's a crowdsourcing age if, if for for solving crimes and otherwise.
0: Well, I, I think you're right about that. I uh, here, Here's what I will say to you. Uh, and it ties back to an earlier point. You know, this is this is not just material and an area of curiosity for for folks who we labeled you know, as, as outcasts and outliers and tried to marginalize. At the point at which, Jason, you have, you have congressional hearings, public congressional hearings about sightings. You've got the Defense Department involved. You've got military pilots who are saying, I understand every bit of the tech around me in this billion dollar aircraft. The thing I'm seeing out here on the horizon the thing that's on my radar, the thing I'm capturing on video, I can't explain that. So explain that to me, smart people on the planet, right? So so at the point where we are now, this is all, and the people who are involved in the space and what people are capturing, I think we're getting closer and closer to a kind of drop the mic moment where we capture the imagery, we capture the video um, that ends up being indisputable. And and that the smartest minds have to coalesce about finding out whether or not we are truly, you know, on the planet alone, or if there are others out there. Uh, whether it's whether it they look like us, resemble us. Maybe it's something on the micro-organic level, right? A microorganism of some sort. Uh, But but other life forms out there that we are unaware of and how we interact at first contact is going to be one of the defining moments and and questions and answers of our lifetime. And I'm just happy to be in a space with really smart people who are helping me, you know, through my lack of knowledge here and to be a surrogate, hopefully an effective surrogate for the audience as they watch the proof is out there
1: great awesome yes thanks for that big picture transcendent way to answer to, to bring us full circle you're you're the pro there you go brother there you go um final, you know. <laughs> final seconds anything specific to this here this season two that you want to tease and again i don't know if it's going to run this week or next week or whatever yeah. but like yeah like in the in the upcoming yeah. uh few episodes what sort of t- stuff do we tackle
0: all I can tell you is, is that from season one to season two, we've taken a quantum leap in terms of, of the content we've received from people. Thanks again. Thanks again. Thanks again for sending in all the videos and the clips. Uh, it's a quantum leap in terms of the, the the volume of material we have, what we have to choose from, the complexity of what we're seeing, not just in in, in the videos that need to be analyzed, but also in the hoaxes. Um, and, and the fakesters and fraudsters that are out there trying. Now we've got, we've reached this place as a show where we've kind of been accepted by an audience um, where they're trying to fool us. The goal is to fool us on the show. So, you know, in, in this season, you will see more sophisticated fakes. And even more compelling video than our first season. It's a bigger, badder, bolder show the second season uh than in the first. And 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 it's all because of the help we've received and the and the assist we've received from our viewers. So thanks to the viewers again.
1: Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you you joining us. Tony Harris, uh local hometown hero. Radio and TV, and you know everyone will know, know you from around here. So everyone tune in uh, to the History Channel to see the proof is out there. Friday
0: nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on the History Channel. Ta- Look, Jason, appreciate it. That was fun, brother. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. Search American Nightmare Podcast on all podcast platforms. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy.